I got caught. My chair got caught on my little, my little desk setup. These uh, three guys escaped from prison. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. They're on the run, man. Yeah, they are. Through the fields, over the oh, rivers. Oh brother, where are we? And the the cops are hot on their trail, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> off in the distance they see a barn and they're like, Hey, we'll go hide in that barn. So they go in the barn, and they look around, and there's nothing in there. And they're like, you know, there's no place to hide. But then they see this this loft. Ooh. And so they climb up the ladder into this loft, and they find some empty burlap sacks. <laughs> oh, no. And so they all climb inside. He each gets in, in, in his own sack. And they, you know, curl it up, and they just, <laughs> just lay there in the corner. And a minute later, Sheriff and the deputy burst into the barn, and they look around. They don't see anybody. Ooh. So the sheriff's like, hey, deputy, go up in that loft. See if anything's up there. So the deputy climbs the ladder, and he's like, looks around. He goes, the only thing up here is these three burlap sacks, sir. <laughs> and the sheriff goes, well, what's in them? So the deputy goes, okay. <laughs> and he kicks the first one, just gives it a swift kick. And the guy inside starts rolling around, and, and he's going, ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> And the deputy yells down, the first one's full of puppies, sir. <laughs> like, okay, well, what's in the second one? Deputy winds up, gives the second one a swift kick. Guy inside starts rolling around and going, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> He's like, this one's full of cats, sir. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, what's in the third one? So deputy winds up, kicks the third one. Nothing. Winds up again, kicks it really hard. Nothing. He's winding up and he's just about to kick it a third time. And the guy inside goes, potatoes. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so, I want every podcast. From now on, to start off with one of these, and there's, also there's only three or four of them. Yeah, there's got to be more, and if no, there's that's not, it. you have to create one every week. I, I can't. I, put it, I can't create something. You could that do. Good, you could that do anything. Special. You also, when you said the sheriff and deputy, my mind heard it as sheriff and deputy, like his last name was and deputy. Oh, sheriff and deputy. Yeah, sheriff and deputy. Yeah, so his last name went up in the loft to look around. <laughs> he split like an Adam. Right? Adam who? Uh, Adam West. Oh, nice. See, I didn't have anything good to say to that one. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. You, you stumped me. Oh, man. So this is one of those rare... I don't think we've done this in... Uh, I don't think it's, since it's the been pandemic. This is... The same day, yes, October the the seventeenth, and we're recording a second episode. A second, this is a twofer, which is, the second episode in a day is inherently different than yes. other episodes. It used so when we used to do it, I found that we got less and less tangents as we went along. Right? Yeah, yeah. I back, think there's some the truth day. to that. But I'm curious, you know. If that's going to hold up to today. 
I feel like it's a thing that happens with children, where normally each episode is an only child. Okay, I, I like where you're going. They're given all of the attention that they want. Yeah. But as soon as you have a second child, yeah, a second episode in a day, it just doesn't get the same love and attention. We feel like this episode can raise itself. It's got a first episode it can lean against. Like, if... If this one's not too good, it's fine. Cause the one previous, the one that we just did, was great. Yeah, we've got we've got one good episode to yeah. to rely on. One that's going to take care of us when we're old. Exactly, and I'm just waiting for this episode to just get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to get a job. Finally. Get a job episode. <laughs> I I think back to when we recorded three episodes every once in a while. And the third one was typically pretty good. Like, we, we had the yeah. end in sight. We, we had good energy. We finished strong. I didn't want the third one to leave, to be honest. I used to guilt trip the third one to last longer than it normally would. Now, I'm a middle child. I'm the, I'm the second of three, and I feel the way... Poor thing. I feel the way that this episode feels. <laughs> so let's just read it real quick. I don't even think we'll do an ad break for this one. <laughs> So, oh, this see. just got sad. This one's called Dancing Gorillas, and it's a <laughs> party. Oh, That's pretty much it. Oh, Sean, Sean, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. To me, to me, you're an only child. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And not just an only child, but an orphan. But an orphan. Yes, you're Darton. <laughs> oh, look at us. We just turned that sad moment into a happy moment. <laughs> you're Batman. We're wizards. We are wizards, Harry. You're a, you're wizard, a wizard, Harry. <laughs> well, without as much love or affection... Yes. Chapter five. Five. Dancing, Dancing gorillas. gorillas. Now, I gotta say, I gotta say, this was the chapter that I told you I accidentally saw the title to. This was like three episodes ago. Oh, yes. I, I remember like, you saying that. I was yeah, wondering which I, one it was. And I flipped out. I was so excited. This chapter was not great. Like, it's, it's not terrible. But with a title like that, I wanted something majestic. Yeah. This and I is... didn't get that. This is one of those titles where similar, and I think this this chapter is unique in that we we learn why the book is called what the book is called. Exactly. Yeah. And we get our chums. Yeah. Knowing that, it's sort of like as we get to the end of this chapter, and like the the boys are saying goodbye to each other, and like, oh yeah, we'll we'll be fine. We'll go home. It's fine. We're. I'm just, you know, grinding my teeth like, oh, no, missing chums. You guys, don't do not do it. Yeah. But that same, like, awful foreshadowing that we can't get around is also true of the chapter title of, like, okay, at some point there's going to be Dancing Gorillas, but we already know. Who one that, of the gorillas is. Yeah, Frank's got a gorilla costume. Yeah. So now we're just waiting for the other gorilla and for them to waltz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was let down. But down. but there is I, a lot does happen in this chapter. Um, it's it's a beefer. There's a lot of information. It's there's just... sort of three scenes that happen in this one chapter. We've got some some Coast Guard station. We've got a party, and then we're at the Hardy's house. Yes, 
So starting with the with the Coast Guard station, um, well, when we last left them, the boys realized that their boat was stolen, likely by the robbers. Yeah. Uh, and so I bet the bank robbers stole the sleuth, Joe exploded. If they did, Frank said with a grim smile, they may be surprised. That rudder is only temporarily repaired. It won't last long. Oh, yeah, baby. Remember the foreshadowing, Joe? <laughs> Remember, it was so dark because of how heavy the foreshadowing was. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Remember how we so... harped on that one detail several times? <laughs> Joe? Uh, oh, and the fact that the one guy couldn't get it fixed, so of course it will come back, and of course it will be stolen, and of course it will be going in circles. Yeah, so... I would like to say that there's there's something that is constantly I'm I'm constantly aware of throughout this chapter, mm-hmm. and that is time. And that's all that's all I'm gonna say for now. Okay. okay. I, I I just want to make some some notes, put some pins in where a lot of time has passed. So yeah. already with this bank robbery, we've had. The showdown on the pier, the the, the chase, <laughs> yeah, the police getting there, throwing one of their police cars into the bay. <laughs> We're getting on their motorcycles, riding over down the shore road to their place, finding the boat stolen. A lot of time has already passed. Um, yeah. So proving that they didn't, you know, take part in a robbery. So proving their innocence. Yeah. The so, whole court case that came afterwards. <laughs> the, the, the ice cream deposition. actually started melting and started getting a little hot so the judge held it in contempt of court didn't like nice. that attitude he said you need to cool off Ooh. And, and the judge was revealed to be mr freeze cooler heads Schwarzenegger. yeah <laughs> uh let's go after them we'll call tony to bring the napoli which Dude. again already we had said last episode if you need to run down the pier and then up the next pier to get to the Coast Guard and tell them to chase this boat. It's too late. Yeah. So now, sure. now they've done that. And then also they've gone to a different pier to their boat, found it stolen. And they decide to catch these guys. We're going to call someone. But first yeah. we're going to need to drive to a, to pay, a pay phone. phone. Yeah. Make that call. When they reach the pier, they stopped at a public telephone booth outside the warehouse. Joe dialed the call. And returned after a short conversation. Might as well have been a long conversation. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Tony will meet us at the Coast Guard station. Come on. So they get to the Coast Guard station. Police are there going over the details. And there is one detail about these pesky robbers that has absolutely confounded all of the police. And as we find later, Fenton Hardy just befuddled just absolutely stumped by this amazing <laughs> amazing feat of these clever robbers and that is, do, do you want to share it with the class david uh, you know it's at the top of it there are 31 right is that where we're at oh there's actually two pieces go go ahead with this okay so the four men have hidden in another part of the bank so are we at this part with the teller yeah, so the, the, the teller's explaining to everyone what's, what oh, happened. That's what it is, yeah. So one teller was giving his account. The four men 
must have hidden in another part of the bank. Just after we closed tonight, the robbers rushed into the main room together. Three came to our cages and forced us at gunpoint to put all the money into their sacks, while the fourth went to the side door. Then they warned us to keep still and backed out of the door. Our vault custodian fired after their car, but he had no luck. Can you describe just one of the gang? Wait a sec, before we, before we get to that, I have two things in this paragraph. First of all, the four men must have hidden in another part of the bank. I thought of when they were on the dock hiding in a compartment underneath the pier <laughs> making sound effects. They were yeah. doing the same thing of like hiding in a corner of the bank, making the sound of a door <laughs> shutting and like quietly walking away into the distance. You know what I see? I see three potted plants, but it's all just men standing in and they're all painted green. And they're just standing like this. And just like the burlap saps, they're letting people know that they're a plant. I'm a plant. Oh, see, I, I would think it would be like a big shrub that... That's all of them. No, but no, they each get their own, but oh they keep standing up and like walking 10 feet and then setting the pot <laughs> back down. And the, the people are just like, wait, did that? No, they, it couldn't have been. I like. They, thinking, I didn't like, see that plant move. So they have a, a, a worker. We'll, we'll call him Big Ronnie. And Big Ronnie is a bulbsman. But he decided that this time he wanted to plant a tree. So he asked everyone, can I plant a tree in the bank? So what we have is four thieves or robbers. One is... Thank you. Yes, thank you. One is painted all brown, and he is representing the trunk. And then his friends are all... It's like a human tree version of the... Uh, like the Chinese the little acrobats. Rascals, or the, the Chinese acrobats. Yeah, so they're all standing on each other's shoulders. And one is arching to the left, one's arching to the right, and one is standing just in the middle. And the other guy is just the trunk, and he's got to stand there. So that's, the that was their disguise. Crime. The, yeah, the, which is the, the plot crime. of uh, Inside Man. Yes, they also have uh, burlap sacks and and a Inside fake Man. tree person <laughs> and a fake tree person. Of course, that's a given. And I believe they try to catch a speedboat by ramping a police vehicle, a cruiser, off of a ramp on a dock. It's yeah. fantastic. Can uh, you describe just one of the gang, or are you going somewhere? Yeah. The other thing in here is, you know, our vault custodian fired after their car, but had no luck. And I get that a, a custodian is a banking term for somebody who's uh, like safeguarding a firm's financial assets. That's what yeah. a, a custodian is. But in modern vernacular, it also has come to mean a janitor. Right. And I just picture this being rewarded, be like, they wanted us to keep still and backed out the door. Then our janitor had a gun. Our janitor got a gun out and just started shooting. We didn't know. We didn't know Lloyd had it in him. All of a sudden, the janitor just opened fired. Can you believe that? He he, he takes his mop and he lifts it up. <laughs> just like Desperado with the guitar case full of guns. The mop is a rocket launcher. <laughs> Those uh, darn kids. He's just uh, a Scooby Doo villain now. Now we get to the part that I kept leaning into. Go ahead. Can you describe just one of the gang? Colleague asked Weatherly. Anyone that sticks in your mind. Was he short or tall, fat or skinny? I already told you, the man said doggedly. They were all 
the same size. <laughs> But blast it, man. That's impossible. The chief exploded. I don't have four identically built men on my whole force. They were all the same size, the teller repeated, growing sullen. They wore masks. So, I don't... They are, as, as we find, they have more dialogue. They're incredulous that these men defy description. And yeah. I don't know that it's that they're identical, but I think about the movies Heat. I love it. I love and, it. and Point Break. I love it. Where when, when a group of people come in to rob a place, they're spread out. One's by the door. Each is going to different cages. It's not like you get a side-by-side comparison of height. Yeah. Like, unless someone Size, is freakishly width. tall. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, not going around with a tape measure, checking seams and inseams. Right. Pardon me. Just hold still for a second. Get this measurement here. And and this is <laughs> this is how you wear your pants? Is this sitting on your hips? Okay. <laughs> in, in Point Break, which we just watched a couple weeks ago. It's fantastic. It's really hard to tell until later on when it becomes obvious for other reasons, which of the presidents is who is who like and and which one is not only who the identity of them is. But once you find out that the surfers are the robbers, spoiler alert, sorry, the ex-presidents or the dead presidents. I forget what they call themselves. The ex-presidents. I had it right the first time. Second guess. Don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Um, But they're. Similar sizes, and I don't remember Johnny Utah being like, this is impossible. <laughs> How could they be the same size? <laughs> Gary Busey is like, I saw two. <laughs> saw two. They were both built the exact same. Two of them. <laughs> Utah, <laughs> give me two. <laughs> Best line ever. Uh, good it, was a good, it was a good Johnny Utah, by the way. I enjoyed oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You got that. it down. Yeah. Now say Viacon Diaz. (laughs) Viacon Diaz. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, all four apparently look the exact same. And and put a pin in that, folks, because it comes back in the most glorifying way ever. I laughed so hard. You're talking right at the end? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. To me, like, the chapter, I was like, okay, this is fine. But that end segment just, it tickled me. Yeah. This, it's it's a throw pillow. It struck me like when when the police guy, when the detective in The Usual Suspects drops his cup of coffee when he has this realization. (laughs) That's, that's Fenton Hardy in the end. Yeah. But we digress. So they, oh, they tell God. him about the uh, the stolen boat. Um, they say the police cutters out there. They haven't seen anything. They're calling every 10 minutes. And then uh, they're like, hey, we're going to head out. You know, there were no fingerprints. We checked the vehicle. Um, then Tony Preto gets there. He has moored his boat on the pier and come inside. Again, more time. It's not like he, haha, <laughs> more time. More he time. He moored now, his boat. Mord is just tying it off or yeah. or something, right? Yeah, but I'm saying like if they're trying to quickly catch these guys, they should have been waiting for Tony so they could have hopped oh, quickly yeah, in the boat. In. That's how I've but always gotten to a boat. But instead, he had to tie boat. his boat up, climb up the pier, 
come yeah. on down, had have to a figure conversation. Figure out where the rope was. Figure yeah. out what knot he wanted to use. Of the four. Of the four, yeah. And uh, yeah, then make his way there. Overhand, underhand, sidearm, and a and, gra- this... and granny shot. Those are the four <laughs> knots. Dressed as what he must have still been dressed as, I can only imagine how difficult this was. Given it, we don't know his costume yet, and I was really upset that it didn't say, here comes Tony dressed as something. Yeah. I'll, I'll save that for later because I, I enjoyed his costume. Yeah, I, I wish he would have come in <laughs> yeah. dressed as he is I for the party. Finding out later, I imagined he was, and I imagined the suit is a bit bulky. Yeah. Or at least yeah. I hope so. At least I hope so. Hi, Tony. Thanks for getting here so fast, even though you didn't, Frank said. <laughs> Three boys left the station, ran across the pier, scrambled on a ladder into the Napoli. Tony started the motor, and uh, they shot out into the into the bay. And they say, let's zigzag along the coast, about a half mile out. Coast Guard will cover the middle of the bay. So, uh, so off they go, and then they start shutting off the motor and listening. Yeah, Frank Frank says the greatest thing ever. They can't see anything. So Frank just says, boys, we need our ears for this job. And I was just like, oh, Joe's ears Joe's just been on it. Up. Yeah, that just cut to insert shot. Joe's ears, like, you know how Alfalfa can wiggle his ears? I just imagine that. Just... Or he sits there and his ear just extends down to the ground without him having to move his head. Like an elephant's trunk. I was going to say like a droopy trumpet. (laughs) Dude, that's a good Dr. Seuss image. Have you seen Peanut Butter Falcon? Not yet, but I'm dying to. Okay. I'm really dying to see that one. It's, It's very good. I'm also an avid wrestling fan. I love wrestling you'll so. like there's a couple cameos uh, in, in some good places that you'll appreciate i'm all about this um there's a part in it where zach has his head underwater and that's the uh not shia labeouf it's the main star yeah that's this main guy okay. uh, there's something that happens that's relevant to everything we're talking about but i don't want to spoil it for you so just remember when his head's underwater there's something that happens which makes me think of Joe. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch all. it ASAP. That's one that's definitely been on my list for way too long. It's a great movie. It, it seems like the feel-good movie of the year. Yeah. So I'm excited. I like movies like that. Uh, so they're, they're driving along. They keep shutting off so they can listen, and they, they hear a noise in the distance, and they find as they get closer that it's probably the sleuth going in circles. And so they turn on yeah. their motor, they drive, and then they turn off their motor so they can listen again. Uh, and then they find that uh, from time to time, or, I'm sorry, they stop hearing the voices that they had heard. There were people being like, hey, it's broken. It's like, move over. You try it. So they're arguing. Clearly, it's men in a getaway boat that only goes in circles, and they're not happy about it. Yeah. Um, but the boys keep starting their boat driving then turning it off so they can hear and you know change direction and keep going and for a time the eerie pursuit continued and i i like that this is again time and i imagine this is three or four hours it has to be gun in the motor it has to be turn it on turn it off listen to the water they could have uh drifted a mile away by now 
or they could be five feet from us. We'll never know in this fog. How Bes- couldn't you tell, though, by how loud they are? Well, if they're not making noise anymore because they've, they've clued in on the boys hunting them down. They're just being real quiet and hoping they get lucky. Oh, did they? Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. I the men that. must have heard us. They probably know they're being chased. They stopped oh, hearing the voices. No. Okay. Um, so they're like, all right, we'll be done then. We'll just abandon this idea completely. Yeah, that's what I thought. You, you're so close, and now you're just giving up? That's not the Hardy Boys I know. No. Yeah. And not only that, but similar to when they would uh, delay getting Slim Robinson's dad out of prison because they had to go yeah. to baseball practice, now they're like, uh, besides, we're low on gas, and Tony turned the Napoli toward Bayport. Frank says, Joe and I will come to the party later. Yeah. Priorities, boys. Yeah. Priorities. Uh, I think Dad would like to hear our account of the bank robbery first, though. So they get home. They drop people off. They uh, uh, Tony returned his boat to the mooring and goes back to Callie's house. So we have confirmed he was at Callie's house, the costume party, yes. prior to coming. Yes. Um, and meanwhile, the brothers dejected cycled home. And this is a good. This is a good time to take a quick break. It is. We're, we're getting to my favorite part of we're about to this s- chapter. We've got a quick conversation, and then we're headed to the party. Then we're headed to the party, baby. But with that, the boys took a break. Break. I don't even know who Allison Krauss is. Uh, she, Was that the girl that they cut to? Yeah, and in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, the song, As I Went Down to the River to Pray... Studying about that good old way And who should wear the golden crown Good Lord, show me the way Yeah Oh, bro That's Alison Krauss Oh, is it really? Yeah Okay Dude, that movie is so good Right? Yeah That's I, I need to rewatch it Familius Ah, uh, see? Over my head I'm a Dapper Dan man I don't see, want I, no fop yeah, I, I know the Dapper Dan. I got into Geographic Dax. Anomaly, two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> I looked everywhere to find Dapper Dan actual hair product, pomade. Couldn't find it. I mean, of yeah. course, this was before I, I would surf the internet. I'm sure I could find it now. But I started using something just called Dax because it was close to Dapper Dan. And yeah, I'm sure they was, share. It was cool. It was awesome. It just had a, it, it smelled like an old barber shop, which is a smell that I actually do like. But I don't know. The grease in the hair eventually just breaks your skin out. You're not George Clooney. If you're wearing that much Dapper Dan, you're not going to have a face like that. You know what I'm saying? He's got people. He's got, well, you know what? They filmed up in the air at my school, a portion of it. So I got to hang out with George, shoot hooves with him. And then, for some reason, after I was done shooting hoops, he walked off, and his makeup artist walked over to me and said, you know, George doesn't sweat. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) That's awesome. She goes, I don't even put any makeup on him. And I was like, so then what... What and is then, your job? And exactly? then she kissed you on the cheek and disappeared. <laughs> it was it was really away. it was really odd, but she just wanted to come over and let me know that not only is George a better basketball player than I am, but he doesn't need makeup to look as good as he does, but I would need makeup is what wow. it felt like. Wow. But yeah, I, I learned that day that George doesn't sweat and he never wears makeup. 
He doesn't have touch-ups. He doesn't have powder. He just goes in how he is. He's just uh, God's gift to the earth. Yeah. They just say rolling, and he yeah. goes. Doesn't even, <laughs> doesn't even read a script. He improvises. It's all improvised. It's amazing. Yeah. The man. Is that mumblecore? Is that... that is, that is mumblecore. You give it an outline. And it's like, hey, in this scene, this has to happen. And then for 10 minutes, people just blabber. And the only people who find it interesting are the actors. I've shot them before to where the actors will look at me afterwards and be like, that was great, wasn't it? And I was like, yeah, for you. Like, <laughs> I have one, two <laughs> shots for 10 minutes. That was great. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Dude, I was shooting a mumblecore once. And I told the director, hey, I just want to get a wide shot just to set up the scene. So I'm on a 14-millimeter scene. This scene goes for 30 minutes. And I'm trying to get them to stop, but I can't hear them because where I'm at, they all have lobs on. So I start, like, whistling or making bird noises because I don't want to ruin the shot. <laughs> and eventually I just say, cut! I just yell it because we're losing the sun. And then I walk over to the director and he goes, Hey, I heard you whistling. Did that mean I was doing a good job? <laughs> and I said, why would I whistle in the middle of a take? Because I thought you were doing a good job. Like, in what world, man? That's, I mean, that's pretty common on movie sets. Like, anytime yeah. you've really, you're really cooking. When, uh. When Denzel and his Viola Davis are just in the heat of it, you can if you listen closely, you'll just hear all these. <laughs> Denzel comes over to me afterwards. My man, I heard you whistling. All right, thank I you. I appreciate thank you. that. Right. I appreciate that so much. In the middle of me breaking down, I heard that. Uh, man, I wish I knew birds. What, g give me a bird, a, a whippoorwillow. Oh, I heard your robin call. I heard you whippoorwillowing. That's good. Robins yeah. are the most aggressive of all small birds. Are they really? Yeah. Huh. Why? I don't know. They're very territorial. Interesting. Uh, huh. I have, have you watched that. Tiny World yet? No. I I told you I'm waiting for what is it called? Raven's Quest. Mythic Quest. I see I see that mouth drop. Yeah. I will resubscribe to the darn Apple network. They just I know. extended the free trial by another three months. I didn't even get the free trial. Well, I got, I got a week free trial. I know. We were supposed to get a year. Yeah. But I, I don't know how I'm supposed to get on that free trial. Um, yeah, I'm I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'll pay the I'll pay the $4 to watch it. Uh but yeah, Tiny World is amazing. It looks great. It's I mean, it looks amazingly phenomenal. shot. You know the Disney, what's the Disney streaming service? Disney Plus. Yeah. Disney Plus has a lot of great Nat Geo style documentaries too. I, I really and, enjoy and them. I'm I'm a sucker for all the Planet Earth, Blue Planet, all those. I love those. Same. This is inherently different. In oh, it is. In how it is shot. Okay. It's, now it's, I'm even more pumped because I always all, think they're beautiful. It's all about tiny animals, like tiny, tiny animals, some ants and stuff like that, uh, oh, a lot nice. of small lizards and things. And what about it's like, bacteria? Uh, not that small. Okay. That's... But it is shot incredibly. Yeah. I, that, that's all I can say. I'll watch, watch it. it. Go watch I'll Tiny watch World. It. Narrated by Paul Rudd. It's, Ooh. 
which is okay. a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah. it's good. The Paul Rudd, what a what a what a what a class act. Yeah, um, it is. It is not about large animals like a gorilla. <laughs> and speaking of gorillas, the boys have to go to a costume party. But first, nice. a quick stop at home. So the, the boys smooth walk in. transitions. That was a very smooth transition. Thank you. I'm trying to find out where we're at in this. In this we're, we're we're at top of thirty three here. Um, Mr. Hardy, as they walk in, Mr. Hardy's walking out, and he goes, "Tell me what you know about the bank holdup." He said crisply. His son Ooh. stared in surprise. Frank's like, "Oh, I guess Chief Colleg told you about it." Like, yeah, he just phoned me. I'm on my way to help downtown. Brief me quickly. So they tell him about the robbery, the missing sleuth. And then Frank adds in, one thing is odd, Frank added when, he had, when they had finished. The tellers swear the thieves were all the same size and build. Mr. Hardy smiled. That's not so strange. You, you mean, mean... Go ahead. You mean the men were identical in size, Frank asked? Not at all, their father answered. But a large mask will make a person's body seem smaller and a tiny face mask can make him look bigger. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's lost true. It at this. You, I'm picturing this, What proportions are we talking about here? I'm picturing a, a tiny face mask can make him uh, look bigger or a large mask. If Chris Farley showed up with an oversized mask on, it wouldn't be yeah. like, oh. There's an average size really guy, yeah. the same size as David Spade and the smaller mask <laughs> next to him. What an amazing! This is what an amazing optical illusion this is. It's like wearing stripes. People wear stripes uh, because it's it's thinning. Yeah. So yeah. Now we're gonna have a world where people is that why everyone wears such big beanies nowadays, or or bigger hats? Does it actually slim yeah. you down? Or the t-shirt that like goes to your knees? Yeah, the Janko jeans and the tall tees. Talties, is that what they call the them? That they were called the Talties. They okay. look like moo-moos. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of those. They a... seem comfortable. I, no, no, you don't. Don't do it. I don't? I, I bought a crew shirt for one of my favorite films, Prehistoric, and it was a puppeting shirt. Like, it was for the puppet crew for the film Prehistoric. And on the front, it says uh, the name of the product, Charles Band's production company that produced it. And on the back, it says Prehistoric. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it was an XL. And I was like, oh, it was off of eBay. And I was like, that's that's a little big, but it'll be a good night shirt. It goes down to my knees. But is it also like too big in the shoulders? It's 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 massive everywhere. See, that's the difference. There's these t-shirts that like fit you decently. You don't They're want just those. long. You don't want those. And the cool kids are wearing them, David, and I'm a cool no. kid. Sean, let me tell you this. I know the kids wearing them. They're not cool. They're the dudes that go on Instagram and they take their phone and, you know, they they film a video, a boomerang, and they walk towards a mirror. So it just looks like they're walking back and forward. Those are the kids wearing those fitted tall tees. Tall tees are only cool if they're more like moo-moos, where they are loose-fitting. No, I then think you're a, a rebel. I think a skin-tight robe. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like I'm a biblical time. I'm gonna get you a multicolored, time, yeah, sleeveless. <laughs> We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make the first biblical fitted tall tees. 
I'm Where fine they with do. that. They're more robe and they are multicolored. Who wore the multicolored robe? Was that David? Joseph. Joseph. That's right. Joseph and his An amazing Technicolor dream coat. It was that's red and orange and yellow and blue and green and purple and indigo and violet. How did you just do that? Yeah, I was in the musical pit, baby. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, you're a, yeah, you are an impressive man. You are very impressive. I, I see. Oh, like, thank you. I'm over the bitterness of losing best host twice in a row. It's just, you got the stories. You just, you got the I facts. got those jokes. <laughs> you got the jokes. <laughs> oh, mama. Um, so then there's this, this is that this Kaiser Soze moment. Yeah. So the robbers used the masks to disguise their builds as well as their faces? said Frank. Exactly, his father answered. <laughs> it sounds like a very clever gang. Fenton! Well, that's what I wrote after the, you know, it sounds like a very clever gang, depending on where the bar is. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, imagine them were all they like... intentional? <laughs> can you pick a, I, I feel like you can't order like a custom-sized face mask. Like you're just getting a rubber mask. Yeah. They're it's all one the size same. fits all. Yeah. I, I imagine them, though, like, they all put their mask on at the same time. It's this, like, one's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just this really tall, thin one. Then you do, you have your Chris Farley, and then your David Spade, and then you and have then your Jiminy Wee Glick. Man. Or, yeah, Jiminy <laughs> Glick. And, yeah, all of them just, one, two, two. three. Wait, do we, are we putting the masks on on three or on go? Uh, we're going to do one, two, three, mask on, and okay, then on. Okay, and then on on. And then on, we go on. Okay. And one, two, two three, three, mask, mask on. on. <laughs> no, okay. You, you got to mask on. Mask okay. on. Oh, 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 We're okay. just going to keep on. Okay. One, two, three, three mask on. on. And then, yes, they all just transform into the same exact size. Into the Beatles. Just. Into the Beatles, yeah. <laughs> so they're like the Power Rangers of masks. What a dumb philosophy. Like, who, what editor was just like, yeah, we'll allow it. This is actually a great twist, guys. I never realized that masks could hide, that masks <laughs> aren't perfectly form-fitting. You could always tell the kids who read the Hardy Boys books, because if they were a bit bigger, they would show up to school in the scream mask. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want you guys to know I was out of shape. <laughs> you look really good today, Bradley. You look really good today, Ronald Reagan. (laughs) The teachers don't mind because they're just like, he's just showcasing how thin America can be. Hey, Ronald Reagan isn't quite as fat as our classmate Derek. (laughs) Anyone notice that? Derek's really fat. Ronald Reagan's fine. Didn't Reagan start a giant, like, gym program? Like a really big program within gymnasiums and getting kids in shape. The President's that... Fitness Challenge? It may have been him. Yeah. Was that Reagan? I don't know. We'll say sure. Yeah. Let's just say it was Reagan. So I love that you pulled Reagan out for this one. It just fit. Well, we were talking about Point Break earlier. and Oh, uh, okay. Well, Bode, there's other... Bodie there's was a... Reagan. He was. There was other... Pres... There was... Who was all in there? Was there Carter? Carter, Nixon, and Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson. That's right. LBJ, dude. Best of the presidents. <sighs> so uh, they go to the party. I guess uh, the only other thing here, if, if we want to keep the listeners keen to the story, is Gertrude notices that 
there's a radio bulletin about how Fenton Hardy has taken the case, and they're kind of bummed about that because then that sort of puts more pressure. Yeah, puts well, it on the public. He prefers to work without the public knowing he's working on a case and it makes his job easier and it's safer. Exactly. That's the thing. It's it's safer because there's a fear that these people are going to know Fenton's after him, and that's why he keeps getting kidnapped because everyone's like, hey, criminals, Fenton Hardy has just been hired to take you down. So if you want to kidnap him, he is currently at his residence. There's a whole bunch of robbers gathered at, like, the bar, and yeah. and they're all listening. And, like, you've got the bank robbers. You've got some counterfeiters. You've got, yeah. like, some human traffickers. You've got some arsonists. And they're all sitting around, and, like, and it's dead silent. And you hear the radio, like, and Fenton Hardy has accepted the bank robbery case. And the bank robbers go, oh, while everyone else goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just awaiting the results of the Fenton Hardy yeah. lottery. Who is Fenton going to go on or go ah, after this time? Yeah. Come on. What a sight that is, actually. That's a good idea. Thank you. It's like where the Foot Clan hangs out with that sweet skateboarding pot spot. Yeah, dude. I, did I ever tell you that's what I, I want eventually? My friend and I want to be able to buy a plot of land that we all build our houses on. So we have this community. I mean, it all sounds like a cult, but our idea yeah. is to have this cool, fun community and with we have a our delicious own. punch. <laughs> with the We've delicious got the special punch. recipe yeah. punch. <laughs> it's gonna be so tasty. We all wear bubble wrap suits, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that we wanted to do was have a little arcade, but it's modeled after the TMNT foot soldiers hideout. Yeah, I mean, it is sweet. exactly modeled, mixed with a little bit of Double Dragon. Okay. Where, where the, the power, power rounded out of hangs it. out. Yeah. Um, so they go, they get on the motorcycles uh, and they get there carrying the two containers of ice cream. Uh, the gorilla and the magician walk to the door where they were admitted by a smiling <laughs> Mrs. Shaw. <laughs> I love that now they're just referred to as the gorilla and magician. <laughs> this, though. Hello, boys. Come right in. I'll put the ice cream away. Couple things now. This is the time thing. A, there is no way this ice cream has any structure remaining to it no. whatsoever. No, it's primordial is, soup now. Yeah, this is this is soup. This is a sauce. This is an ice cream that, yes, flavored sauce. There we go. At this We're point. back into the sauce and soup. From last week's episode. With soupy broth sauce. <laughs> That's a great name. Uh but they took so much, like in this time, they've first had a car chase, then had a meeting with the Coast Guard, then went to their boathouse, then called Tony, went, talked to the Coast Guard again and the police, then Tony yep. showed up, then they went on a long chase on the bay, and then they went <laughs> oh, home, Lord. talked yeah. to, like there is no <laughs> way the ice cream has lasted this long, and also... I don't know about you, but my attention span for a party is not that long. No. If I if I no, hang out bit. for two two and a half hours, I'm looking for the door. I'm yeah. I'm thanks thank oh thank you guys oh. so much. I gotta no, I've gotta Irish do anything else all the way. I get to a point where I'm like I'm done. I just want to leave. If you say goodbye, there's always ten people that want to say bye, and they all have oh just one quick story. One quick story. I gotta tell you this. You got you know, Irish goodbye. Speaking that. of that, speaking of that, I have to tell you this. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the party's been going on long enough for Tony to have left the party, met up with the Coast Guard and the police, gone on a boat chase, 
and then come back and gone back to the party. Put your costumes on. That gorilla suit's not quick to get into. What do you talk about for that long at a party? What do you do? This is dip. I don't know. Chips, dips. This is awful. What time did that party start, too? You're right, because I'm taking it right now. It can't be later than 930. Yeah. So if uh, Tony came from the party, I mean, that party had to start around 6, 530 or 6. Realistically, sure. And then, as we find out, they're still going strong, and they go strong for quite a while. Oh, I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah. So when the Hardys entered the big living room, they were hailed by a camel with four <laughs> human legs, Spaceman Preto, Oh, yeah. And many other fantastic figures. Yeah, so that means Tony Preto showed up, and they did this entire chase to chase down these burglars as Tony Preto dressed as a spaceman, uh, listening to the ground, listening to the water with his space helmet yeah, on. Yeah, just the it's big like, glass dome yeah, <laughs> driving the he boat. He was like, it's okay, just put me underwater. It's like when you take the bucket and you put it over your head and all the pressure keeps yeah, it like to Pirates where of the can, Caribbean. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. yeah. So he's doing that in his space suit to see if he could see past all the, the pea suit fog in the air. And uh, at the yeah. end when they're like, hey, maybe we should turn back. Let him guess. <laughs> what? Tony, what'd you think? Let him guess. <laughs> Tony, take the space helmet off. You have an aquarium on your head. We can't hear you. Guys. Guys. There's this goldfish swimming around. <laughs> little little alligator guards. Or... He's, he's coming in and out of consciousness because there's not enough air in there. Yeah. That's why the he boat gets... keeps shutting off. He's just passing out for brief periods of time. Um, some more faces. Apparently, uh, his eyes would be bulged too because he was in the water and he got the, the squeeze, the diver's squeeze. Oh, yeah. He didn't yeah. come up slower than his bubbles. No. Classic <laughs> mistake. Pretty brown haired Callie was dressed as a fairy princess and slim, vivacious <laughs> Iola as a page boy. But I read this and I'm like, how can they even think she's slim anymore, knowing what they know now about masks? <laughs> If she's at a costume party, she could be just a massive whale of a woman with a large mask, and it's going to make her look nice and slim. You can't. A, a real Lulu. Here comes the old lunker. <laughs> I feel like this is when they have the other Kaiser Sose moment. Like they come into the costume party, and everyone is the exact same height and build. Wait a second. Do you think they it could be it. that they had masks on? <laughs> You're the robbers! And they just go around <laughs> just hitting everyone and beating them up. Call the The police. janitor comes out and starts shooting at people again. <laughs> <laughs> he starts uh, taking other mops, too. <laughs> that is actually... That's fantastic. That's that's that right. So great. That's yeah, right for production. With with their reasoning. Yes, this costume party every single person should be the same exact size and build. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out later on that the four-legged camel was the robbers. Yeah, the four-legged camel threw me off cuz what it, how was it described? It was like four human-legged 
Yeah. Hailed by a camel with four human legs. Where I was like, was the costume supposed to be a camel that has four human legs, or is it supposed to be two like people a operating? Camel centaur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just massively confused at what this you know, camel with four human legs look like. Or is if it someone one brought an actual camel, but in the same way that you'd like put antlers <laughs> on a dog for Halloween yeah, they put and just put human, human legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tony brought his camel. <laughs> the four human legs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So Callie says, Tony told us about the robbers and the chase. We're glad you got here, Iola added warmly. Then a fierce pirate strode up to them. Yes. I'm Blackbeard Biff Hooper, he announced. How'd yes. you like to walk the plank? And I thought, you don't have to say your last name, man. You're not wearing <laughs> anything that really hides your identity. All the, his spider legs, too, are all just wooden planks. So it's, do you remember those? What? God, how can I not remember what they're called? You walk on them. The stilts. Big stilts. Yeah. yeah. So his his peg legs are just stilts because his legs are so giant. It's the only so thing you can use. So long and spider-like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before Frank could answer, there was a ferocious roar behind him and a hand clamped down on his shoulder. He uh -oh. whirled to find himself face to face with another gorilla. <laughs> Told you I'd surprise you. Came, Came Chet, Chet Morton's voice. Come on, Gargantua. Let's dance. And there's our, our title, our, our chapter title moment. The Dancing Gorillas. The two hairy... Yeah, yeah, take that. I love the, this. The two hairy creatures joined hands and waltzed around the room to the music of the record player. They pirouetted, leapt in the air, and did somersaults. The other guests watched, shrieking with laughter. Which, by the way, if we were watching two of our friends, even two people we really <laughs> like from our friends... <laughs> dancing gorilla costumes we're not gonna shriek with laughter the whole time there will be a no. moment in the beginning and then even 20 seconds in it's like oh okay yeah okay guys we're, we're gonna be like sheriff colic here where we just laugh and then immediately go to straight faces yeah boys are fine and back to our soupy ice cream i guess more of <laughs> a punch at this point do you guys want another drink of ice cream <laughs> anyone uh so chet <laughs> Panting, Chet yanked off his tight-fitting gorilla face. See, tight-fitting, it just made him look fat. Yeah, didn't work. They just went over didn't this. Work. They yeah. can't even let Chet wear an oversized mask to seem slim. To hide his weight. This yeah. guy can't catch a break. Yeah, poor guy. Made him ten times bigger, too. Everyone knows that. Oops, I tore it. I wonder if that's going to come back in foreshadow. I wonder if they're going to find a ripped gorilla mask at some point. some point, yeah. Frank examined the rubber mask. Too bad. You'll have to wear your own face from now on. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so it's basically now Biff, Tony, Jerry, and I, this is Chet saying this, Biff, Tony, Jerry, and, uh, Jerry and I are going camping tomorrow. We're using Mr. Hooper's boat. Sorry you guys can't come. They said, we'll make it next time. Uh, and then Iola says, you go on home. I'm going to stay here at Callie's house. And uh, Chet says, okay, sis. And they leave. Uh, Frank and Joe leaves. Yep. Then phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning. And Ooh. Frank Frank awoke and picked up the extension phone. <laughs> Hello? There's a pause because of the extension. <laughs> Frank, 
the speaker was Mrs. Morton. Is Chet there? He hasn't come home yet. No, he isn't here. He probably went to Biff's. I'll try the Hoopers. Sorry to have awakened you. Frank replaced the telephone, glanced at his wristwatch. It was two o'clock. Ooh, funny. Chet didn't phone his folks. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> Wait, what is that again? A second later, the phone jangled again and he picked it up. Frank Hardy speaking. Jim never had a second cup. What is that from? Airplane. That's, that's right. It's airplane. Okay. Jim never vomits at home. <laughs> this is Mrs. Hooper, said a worried voice. Is Biff with you? Frank, Frank sat up straight, straight up in, bed. Up in bed. I'm sorry. He isn't here, he replied. I'll call some of our friends and, and see what I can find out. This mother gratefully accepted the offer. Oh, thank you. I'm so worried about him. As, As Frank put the phone down, Joe mumbled sleepily, <laughs> What's the matter? 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 It looks as if plenty's the matter. Wake up! Chet and Biff are missing. And coincidentally, one of the gallons of ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, dun, dun, dun. And there dun, we dun, have dun. Right. resolution of the name of the book, The Chums Are Missing. Yes. Which is great. I'm glad it's these chums, because I, I really did think it was going to be Fenton again. Or someone. I don't know. I'm just happy it's it's Chet and Biff. We knew it was going to be Chet, but I'm happy it was Biff as well. I took a screenshot there. That's what my face did. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Let's see if this is a good... Yeah. Oh, is it a good great. shot? It is a great shot. You're going to uh, love it. Do I look Put confused? it up on the Instagram. I like your name. I wanted to capture your name. Yeah, Sippy Broth Sauce is probably the greatest of the names so far. I'm pretty yeah. proud of that one. <laughs> uh, so that was chapter five. It was. It was It was okay. It wasn't terrible. No. It was I'd... definitely the, the second son of a family of three children. Yeah, I'm chapters. excited. I'm excited to meet the final, the good, the baby of the family. The baby of the family, yeah. It's going to be the next chapter. Hopefully that is the next chapter. Fingers crossed for that. But yeah, good one. Enjoyed it. The boys are uh, are about to probably uh, get on Predo's boat, I'm guessing. Who knows? And, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot, actually. What, what else have you been thinking about, David? I'm thinking about those Dippin' Dots and the chicken-flavored Dippin' Dots. I was telling some some friends. I made progress on that, by the way. Did you really? I do. I really did. How's it going? Uh, I've got the. I have the chicken flavoring secured. Is it really secured? Yeah. Oh, the chicken dinner. <laughs> so uh, now, next up is making ice cream and mixing in this chicken flavoring, oh, and God. then and then wasting. A batch of ice cream and all the effort that went into it because we want to try chicken dinner dipping dots. It's not going to be good. It's going to be. I was going to do that for the artwork, the chicken chicken dinner dipping dots, but it was too easy. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dots. Yeah, it was too easy. I didn't want to go with that. But you know, I, I would like to try these uh, these dots. You know, uh, I do know, David. <laughs> I do know, and I thank you. I yeah. thank you for asking me if I know. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm enjoying the uh, the abbreviation of Diffin Dots, but I'm curious if the boys with all this melted ice cream, mm-hmm. if what are you curious about? They ever thought to 
you know, put it in a melon baller, put that melon baller in the freezer and make some dips when they get to chapter six. <laughs> when they get to chapter sips. <laughs> oh, the, this it's gotten so bad. Yeah, yeah, it has. It's gotten so bad. I mean, you could have gone with they put it on sticks. Yeah. I've stopped recording. We. Yeah, I, I could have gone. Huh. <sighs>